Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader, and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult, and, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Reed Goosens. Reed is another Aussie uh, like me, and we're going to find out all about him today. So, Reed, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, mate, for having me on the show. <laughs> and I just found out before we started recording that you come from a pretty, oh, it's got to be one of the most beautiful spots in the world up in up in Noosa in uh, in Queensland, which many people may not know about. But gee, you can't pick um, many more beautiful places in the world to grow up than Noosa. Yeah, just up the street, right from Brisbane, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just a stone's throw away. Yeah, so it's it's great to chat with you. Love chatting with another Aussie, but you're now in the US. We're going to find out a bit more about your story today. But first, um, give our listeners a bit of a window into what you're doing now um, and a day in the life of Reed. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have built a company here in the United States. Uh, it is a syndication company, a real estate syndication company, um, where I pull investors' money together and we go out and buy large commercial real estate, specifically um, multifamily apartment buildings. And we look to uh, grow the net operating income of those apartment buildings by doing renovations, increasing rents, um, you know, uh, attracting a different rented demographic, and all, by, all whilst growing our investors' capital, um, preserving it, obviously, first and foremost, but then you know, giving it back to them with a good return cash flow, um, all the you know, tax de- depreciation benefits of, of investing in physical assets. Um, and yeah, build a company today. It's about we have about six hundred and fifty million dollars of assets under management. Um, and I moved to the US about ten years ago, and I had no, I had no dream ever to think that I was going to do this this type of real estate. But uh, here we are, ten years later, and you know, it's uh, it's. I look back and think, wow. Um, and some of the lessons learned along the way has been um, can, pro- can probably share a lot of them with your with your audience and uh, <laughs> and and just reflect on on some of the things that 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 have gone well and that have gone wrong as, at the same time. Yeah, fantastic. That's a great segue to to hear about your story in a second. But one of my uh, recent, uh, another podcast guest recently shared this quote, which is there's, there's not winning and losing, there's only winning and learning. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's so good because, uh, but it doesn't make it easier sometimes when you're in the moment and you, like we all do, you, you put your foot in it or you, or you drop the ball and, but that's what shapes us. So tell us about you starting as far back as you want your story to end up doing what you're doing sure. and some of those numbers are are blowing my mind. I think it's so, well, I mean, it might sound a bit lame, but I think that's so cool that you're doing that. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I hear that and I go, wow, that's awesome. Um, as I think about, you know, one property. <laughs> so I, I have a lot of uh, respect right. and interest in what you do and keen to learn from you. But uh, tell us about your story. What are some of those moments that really shaped Reed becoming the leader and the person you are today? Oh, look, it, it obviously starts back at, at the family uh, home, right? I, I grew up on the Sunshine Coast in, uh, in Karoi, um and went to Sunshine Beach State High School, Proud, proudly uh, went to that school. And, you know, what shaped me probably early on in my life was actually my dad was the deputy principal of Sunshine Beach State High. So going to school with dad as the deputy dog always 
was weird, you know, obviously uh, people, you know, made, made fun of me at some times, but, you know, there were some perks to it. I got to choose my teachers, uh, which was which was probably one of the limited perks. But yeah, going to, being a, I'm sure some of your listeners out there probably had teachers, uh, parents as teachers uh, at school. So it was, a, it's a weird uh, dichotomy growing up as a, as a young teen. Um, graduated uni, uh, so graduated high school, went to uni in uh, your town of Brisbane at the University of Queensland. And that's where I studied uh, structural engineering. And really, you know, had a had a thirst to leave Australia and go conquer the world, so to speak. Um, when I finished university, and that's what I did at 21 years of age, I, I went to, to London and um, worked on the, uh, as a structural engineer, I worked on the 2012 Olympic Games, but in 2008, preparing, you know, different infrastructure projects. And, you know, first real... Um, you know, job out of uni and was was straight into the, the belly of the beast and, and and having you know limited or literally zero commercial experience as a structural engineer and being thrown into some pretty um, epic projects um, definitely helped shape my my view of the world and and, and managing people and all that sort of stuff and um, and then from there I, I took a year off and, and went to the south of France and was a was a deckhand on a on a super yacht uh, for the Russian for a Russian billionaire and. Um, there's a lot of other stories in that that we can keep for another time, but, uh, but, but, but a, a part of that, part of that journey also was, was, uh, was bumping into my, um, then girlfriend, now wife, uh, Erica, oh, wow. and we, we bumped yeah. into each other in, in, in 2009, 2009 on the beaches of San Sebastian. I was having a oh, weekend off, um, running of the bulls and then we bumped into each other and stayed in contact and she's obviously American, hence why I'm in the United States. And, uh, yeah, we sort of the rest is in history. There's a lot more stories in there, but <clears throat> that's a little bit of the background of, of of just coming, you know, to to the US. We ultimately ended up moving to the US in 2012, um, really just to be an expat and live in New York City and um, and uh, and chase a bit of a dream. And and you know, the, the goal was probably just to move here, chase this girl, see if it works out, and or if it doesn't, we'll move back to Australia. If it does, well, fantastic. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's sort of maybe the last probably. 2004 to 2010 or 12 jam packed into uh 30 seconds here yeah that's that's fantastic it's uh i have to admit that that year on a uh as a deckhand on a super yacht does sound like a reality show like reed <laughs> come and come and spend a year with there, reed is, there, there actually year. is a reality show here in, in the u.s called below deck oh, and uh it's on a i think it's, yeah so there is one and and obviously i was blazing a trail back in 2009 it's it's really popular these days but um it was it was incredible experience across the atlantic ocean from monaco to the caribbean on this yacht and it's a motor yacht obviously not a not a sailing yacht but um yeah rubbing shoulders with the 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 uber wealthy of the world was uh was a was next level yeah that's really fascinating uh so let's zoom in on the i'm really interested in in your transition from structural engineering to doing what you're doing now i, I mean it's it's mm-hmm. incredible what you're doing i do see some crossover but there's a lot that i can imagine you were stepping out and into sort of the unknown at some points do you remember any particular big aha moments where you really made the call this is what i'm going to chase well, yeah, look, coming back from two years being abroad, so in 2008, 2009, and 2010, I'm back in Australia after being away for two years, London, south of France, chase this girl, you know, fall in love with this American girl. I'm back in a cubicle uh, in Brisbane, actually, in West End, working for a mining company. 
uh, and just realizing just like, geez, I'm mid twenties and I didn't sign up for, uh, to, to be, to be, you know, a, a small piece of a, of a, of a, feel like a small cog in a large machine, which was, which was corporate Australia. Um, and so through that, I, you know, I really wanted someone just to you know, pay me to live my life. And, uh, that's where I picked up the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, stumbled across that. I didn't even know what the word entrepreneurship meant. Um, but it, in the book, it talks about becoming, you know, financially free. So you can go surf the world and travel and do whatever you want. So ultimately it started from a pain point of like, this is not what I signed up for in terms of being, you know, entering the corporate world. Um, and so in 2010 and 11, I, I, I'm sort of immersing myself in everything real estate because I was like, well, hang on, I've got this background in structural engineering. Why not use real estate seems like to be a really natural next step. And, and my dad, yeah. even though he's just a, you know, not just, but, he, but, he's a high, but he's a high school teacher and, 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 a, and, a, and a deputy principal, he had a bit of success in, in buying real estate, you know, and, um, you know, just family homes and appreciation. And I was like, that, that makes sense. You know, like I can, I can, I build these things. Why not invest in them? And so I went down a path of self-education of, you know, learning how to you know, fix and flip and do lease options in Australia um, and I was really learning and consuming as much as I could. And then then really, I, at the end of 2011, um, when Erica had sort of finished her master's degree in Australia, I, I really still wanted to live abroad. And I'd saved up a bit of money. I was going to do something in Australia in terms of, you know, a side hustle or, you know, go buy my first deal and fix and flip it and whatever you want to talk about it. But ultimately, we, we moved to New York. We, you know, I said, well, look, I'm going to regret this. I'm 26 if I don't move now. When will I ever move? And so I, I packed up. We packed up and moved halfway across the world and moved in um, with Erica. And and that's really the start of the the, the pivot um, away from structural engineering. I, now I'll fast forward a little bit. You know, I, I I was in a structural engineering job for the first three years of of, of living in the United States, but um, I rocked up to New York City without a job, right? And I needed the job to, to, to stay in the country, you know, the E3 visa for any of those people who are out there listening and, and are familiar with it. Uh, it's a really great little visa. If you've got a job, you can be in the country for two years and it's, it's renewable indefinitely. So, um, yeah, that was, that was sort of the pivot into, into the US. And then from there, I quickly realized, well, hang on, I, I, I've got this engineering job. This is it's great. It's paying the bills, getting the roof over the head. But literally within two weeks of being fresh off the boat, I was at my first real estate investment, call it networking event in, in New York City. And I thought I thought Australia had some, some pretty good networking events, but geez, this was networking on steroids. And it was fast talking Americans, you know, talking about real estate. Um, I quickly realized that back in 2012 and, and just in general, the U.S. had such lower barriers to entry into the real estate market than than what you'd find back in Australia, back in back at home, and so I'm like, wow, there's there's these sort of markets that are outside of these big major cities that I could buy a property, I could buy a triplex, and I, I remember buying my first triplex for thirty eight thousand bucks, and so I, so that's the sort of start of my side hustle, and and, and fast forward a couple of years, uh, I, I was able to leave the corporate corporate America in two thousand and seventeen after I got my green card and, and pursue what I'm doing today. But there's a lot of steps along the way there that, that I'm sure we're going to unpack. Um, but that was, yeah, the, the, the coming to America story, the, the, the passion was started from the rich dad, poor dad. It got the spark going. I really wanted to always be my own boss. And it was through figuring it out and putting one step in front of one foot in front of the other mm. um, in, in self-education to, to, and, and putting myself out there to, to go out and figure it out and, and um, you know, 
built what I what I built today. Yeah, incredible story. And uh, if we if we keep going from there, I guess you as you really started um, building your business, what advice would you give to Reed back then? Like if there are, if there are leaders or entrepreneurs listening who, um, can, you know, are, are really wanting to uh, not just real estate, but also just start their own business, that whole rich dad, poor dad idea of, of investing and creating something real estate or otherwise, what advice would you give to Reed at that point that you've learned now, uh, you know, 10 years down the track? Look, um, I look back on my last ten years, and 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 not that I've you know arrived by any by any sense of the means. I've still got so many things I want more to achieve. But I think in general, it's it's about the advice. Looking back is, and and I, I didn't know it at the time, but but learn to take a bet on yourself, right? Like, there's so many. No one's going to come through your front door and and hand you what you want to go out and you know your, your goals and your aspirations. You've got to go out and take action. And so ultimately, that comes through a self-belief that I, as a human being, am worth taking that bet on. So the the, the coming to the, the the leaving Australia and like you know, moving halfway across the world, well, that was a bet. You know, is this going to even work out? I don't, am I even going to get a job? You know, I rocked up with a tourist visa and uh, chasing this girl. And so a little bit of the naivety, um, looking back on it, probably helped me be uh, not 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 uh, not aware of what I didn't know. Actually, helped me be a little bit blinded by like, well, I'm just going to go out and achieve this and, and I, I'm not going to take no for an answer. So the advice is that, you know, for the people listening is, is, is you, you, what's the risk? Like taking a bet on yourself and going out and starting something you're really passionate about, what's the risk? You, you're going to look back when you're 60 or 70 years of age and, and have regret. And, and for me, that's really what drives me is that fear of regret, that, that fear of waking up when I'm, you know, 80 years of age and go, geez, I wish I moved to the United States back in 2012. Um, so for those people out there listening to the show, you know, learn to take a bet on yourself. The risk isn't as big as you think it is. Um, mm. when you, when you, you know, it's, you, you're so, we are so resilient as human beings and we will figure it out. And it's sometimes when you put yourself in those uncomfortable positions that there is no ripcord, there is no plan B, you've burnt the boats. You're mm. the only way to, your back's against the wall. The only way to do it is figure it out. Right. And, and, and ultimately you will. <laughs> so there'll be, there'll be lessons along the way. There'll be failures. It's all those sort of stuff and more, but know that with the long-term mindset that, that you're, you are worth taking a bet on and you are worth investing time in yourself and investing in time in something that you're really, really passionate about. Yeah, that's good. I like that advice, you know, take a bet on yourself and interesting that you look back and, and see some of that naivety might, might've actually helped you because you weren't afraid to just try things uh, that now you might look back exactly. on and go having more experience. Oh, gee, that was silly that I did that, but you didn't know that then, but that probably <laughs> led to some doors opening. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, and we, we as entrepreneurs and leaders are, you have to always be pivoting, right? You, 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 there's never just a cruising altitude. You, you always have to be keeping up with times, whether technology or, um, or, or understanding the next uh, wave of information coming through in whatever business you are. You've always got to be sort of a student um, of learning. And I think that's when people get stuck and, and, and stagnant in life is that they stop learning. They think they've known it. They know it all. Um, and, and they're not willing to, 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 to keep learning and, and to keep growing as a human. And that leads to being a good leader and that leads to being good, a good entrepreneur and, and all, all these other things in life that we strive to be. 
um, but it but it does come from from a, a curiosity about you know wanting to do more and be more with your life. Yeah, that's so good. And what I love about that is that it's something that you can just start doing. You know, a lot of other stuff, I feel like sometimes it, you go, oh well, you know, I that's 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 uh, you know that's hard. How do I get started? But I remember for me, I sort of did this accidentally. I told the story on another episode, but I just realized, you know what? I'm I'm in an echo chamber in terms of leadership. Like I'm listening to the same people again and again, and it's gold and I'm using it and it's and it's I'm seeing incredible results. But I just realized I I just I just suddenly sort of had this hunger to to really start hearing some disparate and you know different opinions. And so I just started, like it sounds simple, but I just started watching book summaries. Uh, I know that sounds mm-hmm. funny watching book summaries, but I, I love animated book summaries and going, okay, well, if I'm going to invest my time in that, and, and I went through, there's a great YouTube channel called Productivity Game. And, uh, and I think the guy's mm. name is Nathan, who's behind it. Um, it's got about half a million subscribers, but it's, it's amazing. And there's like a couple of hundred books and he's so thorough and great insights, short, about eight minutes normally. And I've watched all of those videos and out of those videos, I then went and started reading some of these books that normally wouldn't come across my, you know, my desk. And, and it's just exploded like um, my, uh, I feel like my vision and what I, it has been so much better. And, and I'm so thankful I did that, but I probably fell into it a bit. But now uh, it's one of the things I say to others, like we've got to, you've got to get out of that echo chamber, learn and be curious and just go and like, chat to people, learn from people. I don't know if you find this with your podcast, but it's it's also this is like the most amazing way to learn is to is to be the first listener who chats with someone. And so this is this has been like the probably the thing that I learn the most from now. Um but whatever you do, it's something yeah, you can no, just I, I would today. I, I would completely agree. I, I think it's for those people listening who don't have a podcast or and I've got one as well that it's been going for, for many, many years. And it, it is a I completely agree with that. It becomes nearly like a mentor to me, and probably same with you, Jono. But but for those people who don't have a you know podcast, like look at who in your industry you strive to be, and try and be around them. So that it's really cliche, and I hate saying this sort of surround you. You're the average person of the five people you surround yourself with, but that is true. And that also comes to what you're listening to, what you're what you're feeding your brain in terms of the content that you're consuming, if you're just consuming rubbish on television and not listening to podcasts or not listening to books or abbreviated books or whatever in, in a field that you're really passionate about, well, you're never going to get anywhere because, again, it goes back to that continuing to be curious and continue to learn. Um, and then through the action of reading and listening and learning, then taking that next step and saying, well, hang, hang on, I found someone I really, really like or you know, I, I, I resonate with in a space that I want to go and dominate. How do I be more like them? How do I get a mentor who can sort of pave the way? And for me, on my journey, you know, a lot of what you do in, in your business as well, Jono, is like is surround yourself with, with coaches and mentors so you can be the best version of yourself. And they talk a lot about, you know, a lot, a lot about um, Michael Jordan and, you know, how he has great coaches. Those coaches were never great players, but they needed to be there to make Michael Jordan a great player. And the same applies to leadership, to running businesses, to being, even just being a good bloody human being, <laughs> uh, is is Absolutely. that you need you need people in your corner who are going to help you strive to to be to you know 
to be the to um live your most fulfilled life you know and 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 don't have um that that sort of un unfulfilled potential so uh, I really do think it all does start with curiosity and listening to sort of easy to consume um, podcasts and books, but you've got to constantly be doing it and then taking the next step and and finding people who who you you know want to be like and surrounding yourself with them. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice. And you're right; it's not just business; it's also life, isn't it? Those people, and that's what I'm finding right. with podcasts. Yes, it's leadership, but I feel like I'm learning so much about life. And it, you're you nailed it. It is like a mentor. I've got this. I've got this. Uh, this podcast has become, uh, you know, mentoring one hundred and one for Jono. I just I learn so much, and uh, I enjoy that. I find it just, yeah. I, I just love being challenged and hearing things and going, whoa! Like I've never thought of it like that, or I completely disagreed before I heard this person unpack that, and that's so different. Um, <laughs> let's let's come back to you. I, I I'm interested to know. There's always that moment. Well, you can tell me if if there was for you as an entrepreneur where you're dreaming there's a vision and then it's real and you and you actually go okay i've been telling everyone i've been believing it in my dna but there's a moment or a deal or something that happens where you go mm. okay that actually is legit i wasn't <laughs> like i wasn't just dreaming because a lot of people might tell you that when you first start out do you remember what that was for you when did yep. you really see the fruit I, it actually was quite recently. Um, so I, I, my first ever, we'll call it lead syndication, and I won't get into the nuances of of lead versus not lead, but the deal that I led from start to finish, uh, I bought in 2016, and I recently just sold it like two weeks ago. And back when I closed on that deal, it was 192 units. It was a $16 million deal. I had to raise, you know, me and my business partner had to raise something like seven million bucks. It was I was still working full time. Um, I remember, and I wrote an article at the time, the top lessons learned from closing on a deal. And it's all well and good to close on a deal, but it's also then, I just wrote a recent article on the top five lessons learned coming full cycle and how important it is in order to go out and do what I said I was going to do. You know, I, I, I raise money from investors. Investors trust me with their capital, their, their hard-earned money. I've got to treat that money better than I even treat my own money. And in the beginning, people took bets on us, right? I didn't have a massive track record. I was, you know, 20, 30, I'm 35 now, so it must have been 30, 29 at the time. And it was looking back on that, that like you you, you go to conferences, you 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 do these deals, and even as getting to the, that first deal to the finish line, to the close, like to close on it was a massive, I, I could talk about it for a whole hour, but then bringing it five years full cycle, exiting, and then giving back investors a really fantastic return on their money. And I'm not trying to plug myself here, but it was, I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into that. And it was just like writing this article five years later, looking back on the lessons I'd learned was like, yeah, this, this freaking business works. And, <laughs> and up until then, you always, not that, not that you didn't know it didn't work, but I'm a, ultimately as a as a syndicator, like in the first couple of deals, I don't get paid. I don't, I get, I don't get paid till the deal sells. So I yeah. need to be working really my butt off for for other for my investors to make sure I'm a good steward of their capital. And when I can go back to them and say, "Here, like I just gave you, I just doubled your money in five years," like that's freaking incredible. And I'm like, and I sometimes got to slap myself because I'm like, "Did that just happen? <laughs> Did I just do that?" Because I, I still, even to this day, suffer from imposter monster. Even after yeah. the portfolio I built, even after the runs on the board, you still got to pinch yourself a little bit. And I think 
it just that's never getting too far out over your skis. It's never getting too big for your britches. Um, it, it's just keeping humble in in the way you approach things. And, and I think doing those, taking you know solace and 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 stopping and reflecting on some of the lessons learned, particularly in 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 my industry or in anyone's industry, it's really good to see where you've come from because we we sometimes get so consumed with the mountaintop we want to scale to that we forget to enjoy the journey along the way. And and just so back to your original question, it was just recently that I stopped, said, wow, this deal's come full cycle. This is my first ever deal as lead syndicator. I've returned investors' money, I've doubled their money, really fantastic returns, knocked it out of the park. There's definitely been some massive lessons along the way and some errors that I've made, but we did it, right? We sit, we set, we did what we set out we're going to, do, going, to do, going to go do. And that was just a really rewarding time for me as, you know, in the field that I'm in. And so I think there's probably other people out there listening. I encourage you to stop and reflect on the journey you've come across because, again, if we're so focused on where we're going, we don't understand where we've come from. We then we then miss the little things in the journey along the way to think, wow, yeah, look how far I've, I have come. And those <laughs> are the moments that you realize this is worth continuing to push and 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 the, the long nights and the weekends and you know all those hard things building a business from scratch you just this is what it's worth this is what it's it's, it's all it's all for yeah that's that's so good and i think uh i really resonate with that uh i remember when i when i did my first leadership team offsite and i'd done i'd done some work with teams i'd done some work with my own team but i'd never I'd never really like you had to do your first one at some point. And so for me, I had a client pay me to come in and go offsite with their leadership team. And I remember there was like, like I'm a pretty positive guy. I'm very futuristic and full of vision, but there's still 1% that's like <laughs> somewhere in there. That's like, maybe, maybe I can't do this. Maybe it is just a dream. And that feeling of just those, like that was just the initial step, but those couple of days where people went, this was really wow, this like really helped us as a team was such a relief. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember when this, when everything came full circle? Do you remember where you were? Do you remember when you got that final, uh, like, and did you do anything to well, celebrate? How did you feel? Yeah, well, it's just like, you know, we, we've closed on 14 or 15 deals in the last five years, you know, to build the portfolio to what it is. Um, and that's great putting deals into the portfolio, but it's that full coming full cycle and saying, you know, we Bought into the portfolio. We did. We, you know, we, we added value. We sold it. We got to an exit. Here you go, investor. And so it, it was literally just the writing of knowing that this this um this sale was coming up. I, I sort of said, look, I've got to go back and, and and reflect on this because I can't I can't leave lessons on the table uh, with, without writing them down. And it, look, maybe some per I don't, and I don't have a huge following, but I've got a bit of a following. And if someone can take a little bit of um, education out of that. So I can pass on the buck to make it that that a little bit easier for that next person, then that's that's freaking awesome as well. So sort of it's nearly like a two uh, a double not a double edged sword but two sides of the coin. It's it's the coming full cycle, realizing I'm not an imposter, but also then being able to reflect and give some lessons out to people who are also aspiring to be in the position that I'm in. Because I'd also realize that I'm in a pretty freaking awesome position. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know other, other people are aspiring to to do what I do, and so why not give a little bit back and hey, here's some of the lessons. So it was in and around crafting um, a blog post that I did 
um, I'm not a, I'm not a great writer, but it was just mind dumping and 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 through that through that exercise, and then reading the article I wrote five years ago was just like wow, that's <laughs> I yeah I remember writing that oh yeah I forgot about that, <laughs> so um, yeah it's uh, it's, it's always good. just really really good to get into the habit of reflecting on where you've come from. Yeah, I love that advice. Well, what we might do is see if we can get those two article uh, links to those two articles and put them in the show notes uh, because I think there'd be. Uh, a bunch of people who'd be wanting to read those. And and I, I love that. You, the the big aha moment for you, and probably you nailed it when you said, if we're not careful, we just keep climbing, don't we? And, and don't stop and actually reflect on, on the journey. Um, and, you know, for you, it was actually doing writing that blog that really helped you stop and reflect. So I think that's good advice. That's right. Um, that's as well. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, People talk about journaling all the time. That's why it's it's good to journal and get it out of the mind and take it take a breath every now and then. <laughs> so, hundred percent. It sounds it's one journaling is one of those things that sounds a bit over simple, but it's like too simple, but it's not, is it? It's like there's actually something about just writing no. stuff down that is a game changer, and it's such a simple idea that it's easy to forget. Um, so I love that you brought that up. Exactly, that's that's so good. I probably need to do that myself. Uh, let's jump into uh, into Leadership Express. I've got a bunch of questions for you. Ready? Let's do it. What is a book that you've gifted to other people? Um, the book that I've gifted, I haven't gifted it, but I've recommended it a lot. And it's actually an Australian author. I've had him on my podcast. I'm a big fanboy of his. It's Dan Priestley. Uh, he wrote the book, Key Person of Influence. Highly recommend grabbing your hands on one of those uh, if you can. Um, he's an incredible author and um, in and around changing your mindset about how to, in any business, become a, what, what he calls a KPI, a key person of influence, to attract more leads, to attract, to grow the business, to grow um, the partner, strategic partnerships. And and so that was uh, that's probably been one of my favorite books to recommend. Yeah, love it. Great recommendation. Dan Priestley, awesome. Um, any great podcasts, we'll get you to mention yours, uh, but any others as well that you're <laughs> listening to or other sources that you're just really loving, reading, watching, listening to right now? Look, I think that the how how we how we built this, uh, how I built this, yeah. I guess, um, on both Guy Roz uh, on NPR is extremely powerful. Um, again, having conversations with these leaders and founders and talking about the trials and tribulations just helps you put it into context that these big companies started from such small beginnings and we all start from small beginnings. So, you know, mentioning numbers and portfolio sizes and, you know, assets under management, blah, 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 revenue, all that crap. It all starts from an idea and it all starts from hustling and grinding and and, and it seems to be very, very uh, similar and similar story across uh, so many of those podcasts. Yeah, that's so good. And and just remind us of your podcast so people can go and check that out. Yes, it's called Investing in the US. Um, it's on, you can just search my name, Reed Goosens, R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S, called Investing in the US. And um, we've been going for about six years now, over 300 episodes and loving every minute of it. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's, that's great work. Uh, what is a great piece of advice you've received? Um, I think you know, the one that comes to mind is, is from a dad, actually. I remember him telling me all these years ago, uh, a fool and their money are easily parted. And 
you know, so what does that mean? Okay, well, don't be a fool when it comes to your money. Go out and educate yourself on, on what you, you want to invest in, uh, whether it be the stock market, whether it be real estate, whether it be a business, whatever it is, just get educated on it. And it goes back to the, the underlying theme of this probably this podcast is it isn't around education and being curious and continuing to educate yourself over time and be a steward of, uh, be, be, be a student, a consistent student. And um, mm. so, yeah, I think I have to put it, chalk it up to my dad. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great quote. Love it. Uh, a movie or TV show that really impacted you? Oh, movie or TV show? Um, like, it doesn't have to be serious. T- <laughs> we had um, recently, <laughs> recently. I've had great leaders and entrepreneurs recommend the Golden Girls, <laughs> Ali McBeal, Mr. Bean. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I, I yeah, look, I would have to. I would have to. Yeah, I think you know. There was a couple probably – I was a massive fan of Man from Snow River when I was a kid because I was just really into oh, horses yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then more recently, I think if I look back, I, I'm really – I think in um, com- comedians and really funny comedians is an intelligence that I don't have, but it is a, a really supreme intelligence. And yes. you know, being so quick and witty and so uh, the, the original office, Ricky Gervais, early oh, yeah, 2000s yeah. Was, was just – absolutely game changing. I'm coming through university at that stage. So it was just very like cringeworthy, but also cutting edge. And I just, I love that. So yeah, we're we'll going to chalk it up to, to Ricky Gervais in the original office. That's great. That's an awesome recommendation. I, I love that. Um, fantastic. Uh, what is a tip for finding and keeping great talent? Yeah. What's a tip for finding and keeping great talent? Um, I think it starts with, with your, mission statement, your values and and how you build your company culture. I think it comes as a leader of um of people. Again, I I lead a few people in my organization. It also you need to be um self-reflecting on where you are weak as a leader and understanding that people around you can also see that. So culture, mission and statement values, but also being self-aware as a leader will help others in your organization know that they are worthy and 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 that their you know their input is welcome so i think um all those things we could talk, again talk about a whole podcast on that um on how to retain talent but it definitely does start with not just compensation it starts from you know seeing and hearing people in in certain strategic leadership roles so you you are attracting the right type of talent that is pretty good advice <laughs> I I couldn't like that was gold. You could put that on a um, bumper sticker. That was fantastic because I completely agree. I think if you can, if you, like you want a magnet, like a magnet, you want your company to attract the values, mission driven people. And if you can be a self aware leader, like I I couldn't have said that better myself. That's that's such great advice. And yet, so much of the time we focus on other things. Um, and yet, if you nail right. those things, I completely agree. That was awesome, Reed. Loved it. Okay, last question. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice and, and maybe entrepreneurship advice to a young uh, person out there, or and and to someone who's maybe not necessarily young, but they're they're looking at their side hustle, going maybe I can turn this into what Reed's done. What advice would you give them if you could only say one thing? I think it goes back to what I said earlier, and that's learn to take a bet on yourself. I think that really, really, we 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 self-guess, uh, sorry, we self-criticize and have imposter monster syndrome. We always, you know, have second guesses and people telling us we shouldn't do things. 
But ultimately, mm. at the end of the day, you are you're the driver, and you have to learn to take a bet on yourself. And that's as simple as that. And it, it's the, the thing that boils down to the most is once you learn to do that, you'll start taking you know being pushing the boundaries, getting uncomfortable, and you'll learn to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations because. Like me leaving my job or leave, moving halfway across the world, it's uncomfortable. Those it's those situations that you put yourself in that help you realize that you know you are taking a bet on yourself and you, and you can do it and, you, and you're going to succeed and you're going to just be fine. Great advice for uh, everyone out there, I think, to to consider, particularly those who are on the at the tipping point of maybe stepping out and trying something. Uh, so I know we've mentioned this a couple of times, but where can people find you if they want to connect with you and with your uh, with your company and with your podcast? Mm-hmm. Easiest way to go is just go to readgoosens.com. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S.com. Um, podcast is there, books are there, all the educational materials and if you're ever coming through Los Angeles, you're getting back on a plane, um, hit me up at info at com. Love meeting up and talking shop for a coffee or a beer. Just give me uh, a few weeks head notice and we can get you on the calendar. Love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, such a great, I love episodes that end up, you know, sort of accidentally having these amazing themes. And I think Reed nailed it when he said, you know, today that idea of learning and also having, you know, uh, being willing to to bet on yourself has been a real theme of today, which I, I really believe there'll be people out there who needed to hear that. And uh, don't forget for our listeners, I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and also the Leadership Question of the Day, two other podcasts that I do that you can tune into and uh, and get some more advice and a stone in your shoe uh, around the questions and just be challenged. But I want to finish today by saying, a massive thank you to Reed for coming on the show, for telling your amazing story. And I believe uh, there'll be some people listening who go, actually, you know what? I'm going to do that now. I wasn't going to because I was too, you know, freaked out about it. But now that I've heard Reed's story, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a go. If he can travel halfway across the world and do what he's done, uh, then I'm going to step out. So thank you, mate. That was uh, That was so much fun. Awesome. Cheers, buddy. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. 
We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O'White, or Clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time. 